Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by my friends over at ChopC60.com. If you haven't heard of Carbon 60 or otherwise called C60 before, it is a powerful Nobel Prize winning antioxidant that helps to optimize mitochondrial function, fights inflammation, and neutralizes toxic free radicals. I'm a huge fan of using C60 in conjunction with a healthy lifestyle to support your immune system, help your body detox, and increase energy and mental clarity. If you are over the age of 40 and you'd like to kick fatigue and brain fog to the curb this year, visit shopc60.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS for 15% off your first order and start taking back control over your health today. The products I use, I use their C60 in organic MCT coconut oil. They have it in various different flavors. They also have sugar-free gummies that are made with allulose and monk fruit. They also have carbon 60 and organic avocado and extra virgin olive oil. When it's combined with these fats, it absorbs more effectively. And carbon 60 is great as a natural energizing tool because it really helps your mitochondria optimize your energy production. Now, if you take it late at night, for some individuals, it may seem a little bit stimulating. So that's why we recommend taking it earlier in the day, and it will give you that great energy, that great great mental clarity that you want all day long. It will help reduce the effects of oxidative stress and aging and really help you thrive. So again, guys, go to shopc60.com. Use the coupon code JOCKERS to save 15% off your first order and start taking back control of your health today. Welcome back to the podcast. I've got a great topic today. We're going to talk all about using red and infrared light to reduce pain and improve joint function. Many of you guys know I'm a huge advocate of red and infrared light. It's something I use every single day on my skin on as much of my body as possible. I've got panels that I wear. I've got a a red light face mask, red and infrared face mask that I'll wear on my face. Well, it's also very powerful for reducing joint pain, specifically when you get it uh, in a precision targeted manner uh, using pulsed wave technology. And that is what we're going to talk about today. I've got Forrest Smith, who is an innovator. He's a CEO of Kinian, uh, which Kinian is a technology company with a focus on innovating light therapy devices and providing clinical level treatments in the comfort of your home. And he is really sharp, very intelligent guy, knows so much about red and infrared light, how to use it precisely to really get amazing clinical results. I mean, this is medical grade laser therapy that they have created this flagship product, the Move Plus Pro, which brings this clinical grade targeted uh, light therapy that you can target joints, specific joints, and get amazing results for relieving knee, joint pain, helping reduce inflammation, ease pain overall. And uh, it's just really, really powerful. And it, again, it's, 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 you know, there's, it's, there's no side effects to it. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's not using pharmaceuticals. It's just a really powerful technology. You guys can check out more about it at Kinian, which is K-I-N-E-O-N.io forward slash Dr. David Jockers. And you can check out the Move Plus Pro, which is their flagship product. It is a safe, non-invasive enhanced light therapy device specifically engineered to enhance movement and relieve knee and joint pain and uses advanced technology, this pulse wave technology with red and infrared light that offers targeted relief of your knee and joints, helping to reduce inflammation and ease pain. And if you check that out, if it's something you're interested in, uh, use the coupon code JOCKERS at checkout. It'll save you $50, $50 off of this technology. And it's fantastic. I've been using it personally. You know, I work out regularly. 
So every now and then I'll have some joint pain. And also my son, he is a, both of my sons, my boys are star soccer players. And uh, one of them hurt his neck a little bit in our championship game just about a, a few weeks ago. And I used it on his neck as well. I put it on his neck and he saw results and relief pretty quickly with that. And uh, just really excited about this technology. And so I wanted to bring this to you guys. Again, I'm a huge advocate of red and infrared light. We get it from the sun, uh, you know, sunrise, sunset, there's high amounts of red and infrared light. So it's natural. And the research is pretty amazing on how it activates mitochondria, stimulates cartilage, improves blood flow, nitric oxide release. Uh, so getting more oxygen into different tissues, reduces inflammation, some really powerful stuff. So I'm excited about this interview here with Forrest. If you guys know anybody that's dealing with pain, this is a phenomenal podcast to send to them. So please take a moment, send this podcast to anybody that you know and that you care about. Maybe somebody that's suffering with chronic pain or has a family member that's dealing with it, joint pain, or perhaps they're considering a surgery on on you know their knees or on a, a major joint. This particular technology has been able to help other individuals be able to avoid surgery. And so there's a chance that this could help them as well. So please do that. And if you've not left us a five-star review, now is the time to do that. Just go to Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast, scroll to wherever the reviews are and leave us a five-star review. That really helps us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. So if you are getting value out of these podcasts, just do me a favor and leave us a review. That really helps us. Thanks so much for doing that. Thank you for being a part of the community. And let's go into this interview here with Forrest. Well, Forrest, great to connect with you. I know you're living here in Mexico and I see your background there with all the little vines and everything. Looks like a pretty exotic environment. You're getting a lot of good, healthy sunshine out there, I'm sure. And I know I both passionate about red and infrared light. So uh, excited about this conversation. Absolutely. Yes. I'm, I'm actually at about 7,500 feet up as well from the elevation standpoint. So it's a little bit thinner air up here. I, I have to be careful because there's there's not just the, the red and infrared, but there's also UV coming in from a, a uh, at a very strong kind of point here. So I got to limit how much I can take outside. But fortunately, we have technology kind of help with, with some of the ones where we'd like to extend a little bit further from our exposure standpoint. And uh, yeah, it'd be great to dive into it, to it with you today. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about kind of the UV spectrum, UV light, red light, blue light, infrared, where all of that fits and kind of the clinical benefits that we're seeing with, with getting the right dosages of these. Absolutely. We've, we've actually approached this a little bit different in, in a different manner than a lot of the photobiomodulation or light therapy companies in the market. I think what we've seen, aside from a couple of really kind of leading edge clinical device companies, is that most companies are working off of engineering specs for things like irradiance and power density, which is essentially how much light is being put out or how much light is being, how much light is landing at the at the skin level, for lack of a better term. And what we've found much more effective, and I, and I think our users are are kind of over the moon with it. We'll have to share some of the the uh, the use cases and, and some of the outcomes that we've seen with this, which has just been amazing. But what we've done with this to, to kind of improve the dosing is instead of working on the light side, let's work on where that light's going. Uh, so let's, let's start backwards from these photo acceptor reservoirs that we have at different levels of tissue. And when we have those, when we know what those photo acceptors are, and we know at what level of tissue we need to access them, and then we know what wavelengths we are able to to output, then we can work backwards to to kind of model. And this is this is where we've spent tens of thousands of hours with our physiology and, and technical teams is modeling, mathematically modeling how we're delivering light at these different reservoir levels. And and which knowing which molecules you're interacting with and how you're triggering them and being able to put a feedback loop into that from a an outcome standpoint is something that's been really useful for us. And we we track a number of different things in the space. So one of the 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 key photoacceptors that we work with is heme proteins. So in, in specific hemoglobin, there's a binding site in hemoglobin, obviously for oxygen. What's not really understood about the hemoglobin interactions that, that a lot of these companies are having is this is a competitive site with oxygen and nitric oxide binding to the same place. And so when we can interact with that hemoglobin and reduce the affinity of nitric oxide for that binding site, not only do you dump nitric oxide into your blood, which is great for your endothelial health, it also increases the size of the, the blood vessels in the area through dilation. 
it also offers a new binding site for oxygen. And so you're you're kind of getting double whammy from a, a, a synergistic approach for how you want to deliver this oxygen and, and other nutrients back into the space. But what we see with that is that it's, it has a huge impact, particularly on inflammation. So if you have chronic inflammation in a joint or in soft tissue, being able to increase the blood flow and oxygen delivery to that space has been really, really effective. And because we're targeting that with these specific wavelengths and these specific power levels that trigger the reservoirs in the optimal way, we're really kind of optimizing the outcomes that we're seeing with all of our users relative to that. So yeah, it's 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 a bit of a mouthful, but it's a a it's an approach that I think hopefully we'll see other companies start taking as well. It's it's really heavy from a an investment and resource standpoint to go build these models, but when you have them, then you understand what you're actually triggering and doing within the physiology versus just kind of looking at the the product and and light output specs. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. To summarize that, so heme, which is this iron binding protein in the red blood cell, we know that hemoglobin obviously has oxygen, right? So it connects to oxygen and releases oxygen into cells. And it also connects, it also binds to nitric oxide. Nitric oxide, when it's bound in the heme, it competes with oxygen. So it reduces the amount of oxygen binding capacity. But when it's released, now it gets out into the plasma and it has this dilation effect where, where it helps the endothelial lining of the blood vessel to dilate, which allows more blood flow to get into certain regions. And of course, it also now doesn't compete with oxygen because it's out in the plasma. So now more oxygen can bind in the heme and now more oxygen can be delivered to the various tissues that, that, that are being impacted there. And what you're saying is that red and infrared light, that exposure has that impact of taking of getting nitric oxide out of the heme and into the blood, into the bloodstream and allowing for that improved oxygen carrying capacity, oxygen diffusion into the cells, improved endothelial function. So you get this anti-inflammatory and improved oxygenating effect. That's exactly right. And, and, you know, the, the wild thing is that it's not just the, the hemoglobin. So you've got, you've got other kind of heme, heme proteins in your in your body that are, are impacted as well. And so one amazing thing about the body, and the more that you see it, and, and I think you talk about this quite a bit as well, is everything in your body is not just performing one one function. It has the, the core function that, that it may perform, but it also has signaling functions that it, that it has relative to kind of concentrations and, and downstream effects that would trigger as well. And so one of the things that we're seeing with that is, so aside from just delivering blood to the area better and, and more oxygen to the area, Another of the heme proteins that we interact with, particularly with our infrared, and we found this with the red to a degree, but it's it's, it's harder to penetrate into the internal tissue with the red, uh, that our infrared has been really doing a great job of is interacting with cytochrome C oxidase. So there's a there's a uh, a heme core in this in this area as well, which is essentially this this goes a little bit technical, but it's it's a it's a step in the oxidative phosphorylation chain embedded in the mitochondrial phospholipid bilayer. So the, the walls of the mitochondria have these, these steps where you embedded in them, these molecules embedded in them that help to process and create energy. And there are bottlenecks in these, and these bottlenecks have to do with these same type of binding sites where they're competitive. Well, it come, come to find out this is another binding site that's both oxygen and nitric oxide competitive, and that when we can release nitric oxide, that these from, we can reduce the affinity of nitric oxide for these binding sites that this area of the mitochondria becomes more effective. And so your oxidative phosphorylation chain being more effective is something that is both beneficial for you from a an energy generation standpoint, but there's also communication based on that energy generation. So again, coming back to the idea of everything having multiple purposes, these signaling these molecules that are created and that are are kind of side products of the byproducts of the ATP generation, the energy generation from the mitochondria are also signaling molecules in your cells. And so uh, one of the things that we've seen that's really powerful for our users from a, a pain and inflammation standpoint is reducing oxidative stress. So the downstream effects of these these mitochondrial, it, it sounds great to have more energy out of your mitochondria, and it is. And we actually, we work with some top tier athletes, having faster recovery is something that puts people into much better space from a competitive standpoint. But 
we're super excited about is being able to reduce inflammation for our general users versus necessarily the competitive professional athletes. And that oxidative stress impact is one of the big ways of doing that. Yeah, powerful stuff. So it improves cytochrome P450 activity within the mitochondria, which improves ATP function, right? So ATP production reduces overall oxidative stress. And we know oxidative stress is a precursor to inflammation. More oxidative stress drives up inflammation. So if we bring down that oxidative stress, we improve inflammatory levels. Now, I also know that infrared also improves mitochondrial melatonin production as well, which is powerful antioxidant. So that's also going to impact the oxidative stress component. That's exactly right. And, and not only that, there's a number of different things around the mitochondria that are impacted with this, but melatonin production. Uh, and then there's a few different, and those are, are really kind of technical biochemistry rabbit holes for the oxidative stress signaling between the mitochondria and, and the, uh, the nucleus, which you end up with a ton of signaling impacted by this. And the I kind of the foundation for all of that is removing some of these bottlenecks in that that kind of naturally generate themselves when you mm. have you know too much free fatty acids kind of in the system or there's a number of things that that happen from kind of modern life that that help to introduce this oxidative stress into the system and a lot of this oxidative stress will be kind of built up around these bottlenecks and you know again one of those bottlenecks is the cytochrome c oxidase one of them is also and and this is something that's come up more recently in the literature is this idea of infrared light interacting with water around the exclusion zone so this this exclusion zone is a a kind of an area around the mitochondria where what you'll find is as the as the byproducts of this energy generation process are pushed out into the the, um, the cytoplasm in the the in the cell, for lack of a better term, will gum up some of the they'll get stuck there and they'll gum up and become a bottleneck for more of these byproducts being pushed out essentially. And so what we found is that this infrared interacting with that exclusion zone water around the, the mitochondria actually increases the viscosity and can keep mm -hmm. those moving more freely in the system. And so it, there's, there's a number of small, what seem like small interactions of this light in the body, but really have larger term impacts from a, a signaling standpoint. And that's, that's, mm -hmm. this is another one that contributes to that same oxidative stress reduction over time. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. And humans have always been exposed to this because infrared comes just from, from the sun. We are naturally exposed to infrared, particularly sunrise or earlier in the day and then and then sunset. We tend to have higher amounts. And you know, there's a, a proverb that says, if you want to have great energy every day, watch the sunrise. And if you want to sleep well at night, watch the sunset, right? There's mm -hmm. these powerful, these powerful you know, rays of light that come out that really impact our physiology, impact our, our, our circadian rhythm, our mitochondrial function. So it's, it's really powerful, but, you know, until now we haven't been able to really harness that outside of using nature, which, you know, you and I are both huge advocates of getting out in nature and, and getting regular exposure. I think that's so powerful, but to actually use it in a, in a precision clinical manner, we hadn't had the technology until, until recently. It's so exciting too to be on the on the front end of this. I I, I was lucky enough to be in. We we started a LED lighting and controls business probably 15 20 years ago when the technology was first coming out, with the goal of helping to reduce the the electrical load kind of planet wide because the the energy uh, generation methodologies are while they're getting better and a little bit cleaner are are still not fantastic, and you know we'd like to kind of have a have a positive impact on you know anything that we're interacting with but one of the the benefits for that is being around a semiconductor the light based semicon semiconductor based light generation so solid state lighting also gave us a, a way to dig into some of the technologies that were coming around for lasers and this has been an amazing kind of feeder it's just just kind of kismet for for being able to create products that would be able to our, to take one step back, our goal as a company is to increase the quality of life in the most impactful way we can, in the most substantial way we can, for the largest number of people we can. And we chose that because it holds us accountable. It's not a pie in the sky uh, kind of mission statement or ethos. It's something where you can measure the number of people and you can you can actually measure the impacts. And so that's how we've come to kind of develop a, a neuromuscular pain and inflammation device is because this is something that that people people with chronic pain that we deal with on a daily basis 
you lose any sort of empowerment when you have these type of chronic pain issues. And it's something where you, when you don't have control over that, there's, there's a mental health aspect to it and it can become something that's a kind of a downward spiral. So our goal is really to help people with this. And the only solutions that have been out there to date kind of from a gold standard medical community have been pharmaceutical. And, and I think, again, kind of to your point of, of there are more natural solutions out there. Let's find ways to leverage what we're doing as a, as a technology community with you know, how light is generated and how it can be applied. And then again, how you can use it in an optimized way to target these internal tissues in a meaningful way that's going to help people have an alternative to necessarily just being stuck, you know, with, with, you know, one of the things with pharmaceuticals is it's almost like, particularly with pain medication, it's almost like taking the batteries out of a fire extinguisher, excuse me, a, a fire alarm. The fire is still going. You're just not yeah. hearing about it anymore. And you know, that's, that's not a great way to address a problem. And it's, it's much better to go try to find a solution for the underlying issue. And, and, you know, in many cases, that's inflammation and particularly chronic inflammation that causes this pain and, and ongoing kind of mental health impacts for a lot of our, our users. Yeah, for sure. The pharmaceutical solutions, things like opioids and NSAIDs, these things can work short term and, you know, short term, sometimes people will need them, but again, they're never getting to the root cause and long-term there's a lot of side effects, a lot of problems. So these are not things we should be relying on. And of course, in this podcast, we talk a lot about nutritional elements when it comes to chronic inflammation, oxidative stress. And we know nutrition plays a, a, a key role when it comes to our overall health, keeping inflammation under control, keeping pain under control. And we have to look at light as a form of nutrition that literally, I mean, just like the food we eat, that's information telling our physiology how to function. Well, it's the same with light. The light we're exposed to is, is cellular information that's telling our cells how to function, how to detoxify, you know, how, how to, how to live on a day-to-day -day basis. And so when we start to get the right light, you know, they say, there's a great quote that says malillumination is to the body what malnutrition is to the body. So if we're not if we're malnourished, obviously we're not going to function well if we have the wrong types of light exposure or not enough of the kinds of light that we need, we are not getting essential nutrients that we need to thrive. And so we've got to again support that, right? Perhaps even supplement with that, particularly if we've been in, you know, if we have chronic inflammation, chronic joint pain, we might need supplemental support, not just getting out in the sun, which again, we're advocates of, but actually using some sort of a laser therapy device that can really, you know, bring this technology into the, into deep into the tissues and, uh, and transform those tissues. I think that's exactly right. And I think it's, it's a, uh, also a good segue into to something that we've been spending a lot of time on over the past year and we'll be launching in, in August, which is a, a gut biome, uh, light therapy yeah. device. And it's so impactful. You're, you're right. There's, there's, there's very little that is more impactful than diet on overall well-being, mental health, systemic inflammation. And there's very little that's worse than, than chronic inflammation for you, both from a mental health standpoint, but also just from a, a physical endothelial tissue, cardiovascular health, you know, your, your day-to-day -day quality of life, which again is, is kind of our core commitment and mission as a, as a team is to, to improve that for our users comes back around to this from a, a gut biome standpoint. So how can we in, how can we support with technology uh, what people are doing from a dietary standpoint? And one of our founding partners actually has Crohn's disease and, and irritable bowel syndrome. And, you know, when you see these things at the margin, you can really kind of at the, at the most extreme versions of this kind of gut dysbiosis, you, you can see what impact that has on the quality of life. But there's also a, a kind of an upside to that, which is once you can kind of start regulating your gut more effectively, and when you have tools to be able to, both from a nutrition standpoint, but also from a, a light and, and external interaction standpoint, when you can start moving that towards the positive side of things, there are dopamine impacts. You actually generate dopamine from your gut. There's, there's mental health benefits from really being able to kind of get out of gut dysbiosis and, and kind of into something healthier from a, a balance for this. And it, I think early days for us with this space, but there's some very powerful recent clinical studies on humans. They're, they're fairly small still, but we're, we're uh, kind of in the middle of the space. So we, we stay on top of these where the, the interaction between your gut 
and brain and vagus nerve or vagal tone all have a massive impact on this kind of parasympathetic sympathetic balance that you that you'd like to see and on a daily basis from a, a health and wellness standpoint. Yeah, and I'm excited about what you guys are doing with that product. And I know your flagship product, the product that you guys gotten started with, the Move Plus Pro, really, really interesting product. And I was talking about this in the intro to the podcast. I mean, it's just it's a product which uses harnesses the red and infrared light, and you strap it around your joint, right? And specifically, like you know, it goes easy on the knee joint, right? Different joints, elbow joint, things like that. But you can pretty much put it on just about any joint in your body, and it uses obviously the red and infrared kind of targets it in there, right? To get in there. And then it also used the pulse wave technology. Can you explain that in more detail and how you guys came up with this? Absolutely. So again, this comes back to where we've kind of modeled. Um, so our metrics that we use for this are photons delivered to tissue depth. And at those tissue depths, we have assumptions for different levels of photo acceptors. And again, we've talked about a few of these different photo acceptors from the, the heme protein standpoint. There's a number of other ones as well. And, and it's worth at some point going, kind of going into and, and doing a bit of a, a, a flesh out on those. But essentially we we use um, red, deep red LEDs, 650 nanometer LEDs that we've controlled the, uh, the emission point, uh, the angle of emission uh, down to 30 degrees. And the reason we use those in conjunction with the, the lasers, the infrared lasers is those actually help with bringing more blood flow from a surface standpoint. And so hmm. they, they tend to- Because red doesn't blood. penetrate as deep, right? So it doesn't get as deep, but you're still tr you're trying to get more blood in the surface and then the, the infrared's penetrating deeper. That's right. And, and they work synergistically because of that. And we, we hmm. actually have done, what we would have liked to do is, is just from a product standpoint and a, a commercial standpoint, is make everything LED because the, the emitters are more robust. They're cheaper to engineer. The systems are, are less sophisticated. There's less regulatory around it. It's faster to go to market and it's cheaper to launch. And what we found though in our testing with this, and, and we've set certain kind of heuristics, I don't want to say specific metrics because measuring, for example, one of the ones we use is serum nitric oxide. So it's great to see how much nitric oxide you're dumping into the bloodstream when you're using these devices so that we have a feedback loop from our from our physiology that we're measuring versus just having the engineering which is again kind of core to how we approach these these issues the problem is that you know this is the same thing we've, we're kind of talking about through all of this is we're, we're not just targeting nitric oxide so we have some heuristics in place to be able to build a, a positive feedback loop in from our our testing and and to help us optimize the uh, the modeling that we've done for the the photon delivery but what we use for this is photon delivery at these different levels of tissue and when we have that optimized, the lasers were so much more impactful. Lasers actually emit light in a, uh, in, in essentially, so we're using the next generation lasers called Vixels, which is vertical cavity surface emission lasers. And we've, we've had to use these because the original lasers, when we started designing our products, the original lasers that we're using were roughly 30 times the cost of the lasers that we're using now. And so it's one of those things where until recently, we couldn't have launched a home use product like this. You couldn't find it just because the technology didn't exist. Now we have these kind of leading edge industries like LiDAR and cell phones using this, using these type of infrared lasers for facial recognition it means we can bring the price down because those volumes are huge, yeah. which means that we can now take these and, and create home use products with them. But with that said, these type of next generation lasers emit light in a 10 degree by a 20 degree emission pattern. So it's a kind of a, an ellipsis. You can control the LED light down to a similar emission pattern, but when you emit light with LEDs, they expand where there's uh, the, the light from lasers is collimated is what they call that. So it, it's just built better for penetration. And all of our testing on this meant that we had to, we just saw better outcomes for our users. So it was, it was a longer path to market. It was a more expensive regulatory path. It was a more sophisticated design from an engineering standpoint, but came, came down to our North Star is, is that mission statement of, are we moving the needle for people from a quality of life standpoint? And if this is going to change that in a better way, that's what we're going to commit to. And so, you know, it took a little bit longer, but that's what we have committed to. And the, um, I think your, your point was exactly right there. there. The red, deep red typically stays more at the surface. It, it's, it's been used for successfully for things like additional, bringing additional collagen generation 
kind of aligning collagen more effectively in tissue, particularly in scar tissue. And so there's some benefits to the red that actually it adds on top of the just infrared, but that red by itself really doesn't penetrate through to that internal tissue where, for example, a lot of our users are seeing knee pain and chronic inflammation from osteoarthritis. That's a, that's a heavy level of chronic inflammation in your synovial tissue in that joint capsule. And if we don't, if we only have LEDs or if we only have red, we're not able to penetrate through to that in a meaningful way. And we saw a much a, a, an extremely significant increase in the beneficial outcomes when we shifted to lasers. And we actually spent quite a lot of time dialing in, you know, as an example right now, we also, we started with one laser per, two lasers per module. We now have 10 lasers per module because spreading those lasers, spreading that dosage out, gave it better penetration into, and a better coverage into the space where it was penetrating into the synovial fluid. And the other the other side of that is the the modular approach is so we've got our move plus comes with three modules by having three modules you can actually spread the dosage around so that you don't have hot spotting so one of the things you'll see with high powered lasers and a lot of our questions on online are things like hey is this a class four laser or a class three laser class three and class four lasers that's a safety uh, uh, regulation doesn't really have anything to do from a a, a dosage or or efficacy standpoint. We use class one lasers and even within class one lasers, we break them down again from, from the, the two into the 10, because that exposure, while it still penetrates into the, the synovial fluid, the exposure at a wider level meant better outcomes. And so that costs more to build a product like that, but it drives better outcomes. And so that's, that's our commit. So yeah. I hope, so basically I hope what you're successful. saying is that there's kind of 10 different laser points coming out of like, as you move this around the circumference of your joint, there's laser points coming out of 10 different locations. That's right. Well, 10 different locations for, for each module. So 30, if you yeah. have the three modules. Oh, okay. Yeah. Standard yeah. With all three. Yep. So 30 different actually. Yep. Right. And again, that was a significant cost increase for us in the product, but yeah. our physiology testing was, this This showed much better benefits. And, and so we've made a commitment to our users to whatever is going to move the needle the most. That's That's our mission. Let's get that built in. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite supplements. It's Paleo Valley's grass-fed organ complex. It's like a supercharged multivitamin that allows you to get a full spectrum of traditional superfoods loaded with nutrients into your body faster, easier, and without having to tolerate the taste. You see, grass-fed organ complex contains not one, but three organs. It contains heart, liver, and kidney, which are extremely rich in B vitamins, vitamin A, minerals, coenzyme Q10, key things like selenium. These nutrients support your energy, your mental clarity, your immune health, as well as your skin. And they're found in the most bioavailable form that our ancestors used to get. You see, whenever our ancestors would kill an animal, they would go right for the organ meat. So the most coveted parts because that's really where the life force was. They didn't understand nutrients, but today we know that's where the B vitamins, the CoQ10, the vitamin A, the key minerals are really concentrated in these organs as opposed to the muscle meats. And most of us are just not consuming organ meats on a regular basis, but now you can. You can get grass-fed organ complex, get these vital nutrients, they're freeze-dried to really preserve as much of the nutrients as possible. And you can take this again in, in, in replacement of some sort of a multivitamin that you may have been taking before. Guys, check it out. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash jockers and use the coupon code jockers at checkout to save 15% off today. And when you turn it on, obviously the red is on and the red is kind of a constant stream. Is the infrared, is the laser, is it is it like pulsing or is it just a constant you know, is it a constant shoot? It's pulsed. And actually both of them yeah. are pulsed at 35, 35 hertz, which is a fairly slow okay. pulse. Yeah. But this is what we found both from the medical literature, but also from our testing for their heuristics we put in place was we tested constant wave, uh, which is essentially just, just putting out power, light power at a, a certain emission level. And we've tried everything from zero up to something, even above 10,000 hertz, uh, kind of super pulsing, uh, and the the most effective from the the metrics we put in place 
was the the 30 to 40 and so we've we've kept it in the 35 hertz range um, and there's a number of theories nobody's really nailed down exactly why these interactions at this at this pulse rate are more effective than the the constant wave but they are and, and have it's kind of been repeatedly tested and shown um, with the, the medical literature in the space with these medical trials and again with our own secondary positive feedback loops that we put in place from a, a testing and heuristic standpoint, we found the same thing. And, and we're, we are kind of looking forward to the, the medical literature digging into that a little bit further. But right now, it's just it's outcome based, essentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what, what kind of outcomes are you seeing with people using this? So inflammation is, is one of the big ones. And, and how that translates through to people from a user experience is pain. Mostly people, people are typically less worried about the inflammation, although it, it's it's one of the main things that we treat and and we really think it's it's something to target longer term because it's such a scourge yeah. of physiological standpoint. But for our users, what we've done with our observational studies is pain pain scale. So essentially visual assessment scores and depending on the the joint just from an expectation level, you know, obviously one of the things that we've we've kind of hammered on a few times during the, the discussion today is the only way we change kind of outcomes for people from a pain or inflammation standpoint is by interacting with these photoacceptors in the body. When you have more tissue around joints like knees or hips, we have seen amazing lower back, neck, we've seen amazing shoulders, have seen amazing results for this in two to three weeks to four weeks. And some people really kind of go like almost overnight. It depends on what type of pathology, what kind of injury. A lot of it's injury-based. Some of it's chronic. It depends on some of the, the details mm -hmm. around these, how fast you'll see the results. Where the results are a little bit slower, but still meaningful, is around smaller joints. So osteoarthritis of the hands and feet, there's just less tissue to treat there. So there's less there's less of those, that, those interactions that we can have. And so we've developed some additional kind of methodologies. So for hands, we're also treating further up the, up the arm to be able to treat those kind of tissue points that we interact with more, but there's just less tissue around that than there is for, for you know, for example, around the hip. And so, yeah, we, we see with those smaller joints, typically something around six weeks and a slightly smaller. So with from an expectation level with knee pain, it might be three to four weeks as an expectation level, knowing that a lot of times it'll be faster than that. And something like a seven to a two to three on a visual assessment score with hands being something more like a seven to a five or seven to a four but you continue to get those ongoing improvements uh you just again it's just you have less tissue to interact with and so it's it takes a little bit longer for those to 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 come through so yeah it's 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 been amazing that one one of the things and again this is why we've made the mission of our company and kind of our north star as a company uh, improving the quality of life for people versus anything commercial. We're not, we're not here to kind of grow a billion dollar company. We're here to deliver results. And if we are delivering results, there's going to be a commercial aspect to it that allows us to grow that and deliver more results to more people is, is kind of our, our core mm -hmm. foundational belief for it. But the, um, the results that we see, it's, it's what keeps us, you know, at work, you know, seven days a week. Yeah. It's, it's not easy kind of building a startup, but you see these things where, you know, I, I saw my wife walk up the stairs. She hasn't been able to walk up the stairs in 10 years. This is amazing. Yeah. Thank you guys for mm -hmm. building this. That's that's kind of what keeps us here and, and doing what we do. And I think we're we're looking forward to expanding that out with our our products, uh, the, the gut product in the, in the next few months and, and our brain product in the next 18 months. Both of those, again, really kind of come back to address that core quality of life issue, which is, is just, you know, that's that's what we're here to fix and, and solve and improve in any way we can. And so our, our product roadmap is going to be addressing both of those as well. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. And with Move Plus Pro, are people using that? Let's say like they get an ACL, a surgery, right? MCL surgery. So they get a knee repair. How quickly can they start utilizing that on the, you know, the, obviously the surgical region and, and just the joint itself to start getting results? Within days. Actually, it's a great question. We've, we've seen this. Uh, we, we also, one of the things that's that's been surprising for us, but it kind of makes sense in retrospect, is that we've had a number of professional athletes reach out to us and, and start using the devices, particularly from an injury recovery standpoint, yeah. and have great results for this. And so this we've been doing some kind of ad hoc observational studies with them, but we've also been digging in with some friends who work with, you know, at a physiology level with different organizations like the NFL and special forces and things like this. And so one of the big impacts that comes from 
traumatic tissue damage like an ACL surgery is a great example is you'll find that that inflammation in the area you'll have the have an injury you have the surgery and then you have ongoing inflammation from that mm -hmm. and most often that inflammation becomes chronic and it does not stay local and so there's a couple of things that we've seen as indicators of that one that we we use quite often with athletes is when you have a surgery like an acl you'll see even 10 years later we use infrared cameras where you can kind of see the, the tissue temperature. And so on the, the leg for these players that even 10 years later had ACL surgery, you'll see a one to two degree temperature difference. It'll be cooler in that leg than it is in the, the other, in the healthy leg. And that doesn't seem like a lot, but it's really a massive difference in the amount of oxygen and blood that's being delivered to that tissue. And it's only become understood recently. And we'll see things like, you know, and it's also kind of explains to some degree, why people are re-injuring the same side so often. But we'll also see things like, you know, CrossFit competitors. So the, we work with some professional CrossFitters and they they really put their bodies under a ton of stress on a day-to-day -day basis. And so you'll see something where, you know, one of the guys we worked with tore a muscle in his back and he's got a he's got a cold pool of tissue that you can actually see like on these infrared scans of the the body. So what you have is essentially you have the, the local inflammation that's chronic, that's kind of leaking regionally. And then the, the other thing we've seen, and this was another one that came from the NFL, was a 3,500 player study. There was a four players who'd had an ACL tear and surgery for it. And these, are, these are mostly retired players at this point. Ten years later, the incidence of severe cardiovascular disease was 50% higher mm -hmm. for those with the, the tissue damage. And so what we're interpreting from that is again, that that inflammation that starts locally does not stay local. So you'll see regional impacts, and then you also see systemic impacts on the, the car, uh, that cardiovascular endothelial tissue, which is, is, again, something I don't think that's really something that's widely known, that, that this inflammation is a scourge. It will damage you, do everything you can in your power, use every tool, whether nutrition, light therapy. There's, a, there's other modalities where, that you can use to be able to reduce this inflammation, but really do everything in your power that you can to get yourself and your family, your loved ones out of the systemic or chronic inflammation, because it's going to have a negative impact one way or another long-term. Yeah. Super critical. It's at the root of all chronic degenerative conditions. And yeah, it's interesting. Most people don't realize that, Hey, if you got an injury, you got a surgery, you're going to have an inflammatory process, just part of the healing process. But if you don't get that under control and balance out the inflammatory levels inside your body, you know, in a sense, you're creating further problems. It's not going to stay localized. So that's an important thing for people to understand. Now, when you put on the Move Plus Pro, you were talking about, okay, use it for, you know, we're, we're seeing results in two to three weeks. What is the right dosage for people to use? How often should they use it? How much, you know, what's the time frame per, you know, per session and then how often per day? So the consistency is key, like like training, like kind of anything where you're, you're looking for a physiological adaptation, what you'd like to be is consistent. If you have five minutes a day, then use it five minutes a day. One of the things that we suggest with people is to stack it with other habits that you have. Mm -hmm. And so those don't necessarily have to be healthy habits. You know, it could be if you've got a, a for me, I, I use it with my meditation and breathing in the morning. So I have a kind of a, a breathing session, 15 to 20 minutes. Dosing for these is set up around 15 minute dosing. But with that said, if you only have five minutes, but you can do that five minutes every day, that's going to be way better than doing 15 minutes once mm -hmm. a week. So consistency is key. If you have a bad habit that you do every day, which might be Netflix every night, stack it with the Netflix so that at least you're getting something positive mm -hmm. back out of the experience. But find something that you do consistently and be realistic about it. And so if it's like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, and then you look back at your calendar and you've been to the gym twice in the past month, that's not really consistency and regularity where, you know, if, if you have been watching Netflix nightly for the past month, stack it in with the Netflix and take what you can out of it and make it reasonable and realistic and pragmatic is, is typically what we try to advise our, our users. Yeah. And that makes sense. And it's the kind of thing that you can, I mean, if you put this on, let's say your knee or joint, I mean, you can still do things. You can still work at your computer. You can still walk around your house. You know, if you walk outside of your house, people might ask a lot of questions, right? But then you can tell them about the technology and 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 refer them to this podcast, of course. But you know, it's it's one of those things where 
doesn't impede you from doing things in your daily life, right? It's just a matter of taking the time to actually put it on, strap it on correctly. And there's like a little learning curve that takes place with actually how to get it on correctly, right? And get it on nice and firm so where it doesn't like fall down your leg when you're walking and things like that. Outside of that, it's it's really easy to use, really easy to apply. And in your research, like set it for 15 minutes, right? And you gave reference that, hey, even if you only have five minutes, that's great. What have you found to be the ideal, you know, the ideal formula here? Uh, so 15 minutes from a dosing standpoint is correct. You can, you can do that per local area, 15 minutes twice a day. So you could do morning and evening, particularly if you've got something that's an acute injury. That's, that's something where you can treat a little bit more like this. Um, but uh, really, uh, the, for, from a, a chronic inflammation standpoint or a chronic degenerative pathology like osteoarthritis, you're looking at 15 minutes a day and the benefits that you would get from that extra 15 minutes exist, but are marginal. So stick to your 15 minutes a day and make sure that you don't miss that. Just, just that regularity is going to be the key. Yeah. And is there a problem with doing, let's say, you know, you, you put it for an hour, right? You just kind of re, you know, you, you set it for 15 minutes, it goes off. You just reset it while you're sitting there working at your computer. Is there a problem? Is there like a law of, of diminishing returns or is there actual side effects that could occur if you, if you wear it for too long? Yeah, no, no side effects, but there is diminishing returns. Essentially, it works on, on the Arnold-Schultz curve or the, the biphasic dose curve, which is, you know, the, the more dosing you put up to the optimal dosing, the more, the more outcomes you get, the, the better the benefits. And then after that point, it starts going down. And it, de- it never really goes below zero. So you're not, it's, yeah. non, it's non-ablative, it's non-ionizing. So essentially, the two things that you would think of as kind of high-power like if you think of, you know, awesome powers and sharks with lasers, that's that's ablative lasers where you're you're able to burn tissue um, uh, or ionizing radiation is is things where the you might knock around some of the electrons in the tissue, although you wouldn't burn it. It's it's still something that wouldn't be great for you long term. This is non-ionizing, non-ablative. So it's it's not going to impact you in a, a negative way, but you would see diminishing returns after after probably if you and that's the kind of we have had this question as well. Uh, and that's for one local area. So if you're treating, yeah. for example, you know, 15 minutes on your shoulder because you've got a frozen shoulder or bursitis, and then you also have osteoarthritis in your knee, you know, treating those separately for 15 minutes is is not a problem at all. It's only the localized tissue that has that kind of that peak. So, yeah, that's that is yeah. a question that we get get a little bit. So to clarify that, 15 minutes twice a day is the ideal dosage to help you get the best possible benefits, the best healing response. You can use it longer. You can use it an hour on your arm. You're going to get the most benefit in that first 15 minutes, but you're going to get, you know, smaller amounts of cumulative benefits as you, as you continue to use it. And so you just kind of, you know, you might have to recharge it or whatever it is. And then if you use it on two different joints, you are going to, so using it on your shoulder, isn't going to impact the results that you're going to get on your knee. So you can go right to your knee after you're done with your shoulder right? And you get, again, the, the, the clinical results using it the 15 minutes twice a day like that as well. That's exactly yeah. right. And, and if you, even if you don't have any kind of uh, specific pain points, you can use this from a recovery. So mm-hmm. it's, it's ergogenic for muscle tissue. And so we have, again, with the CrossFitters there, they are really, really heavy, heavy kind of workloads. And so these guys will go put it on for 45 minutes, 15, 15, 15 up the, the, right. up the quads, the large muscle tissue areas. If they're doing heavy training for squats or lunges or something like this, where you're really beating up the legs, it reduces delayed onset muscle soreness. It does not impact the adaptations from a training cycle for strength or hypertrophy. So you can use it without kind of, there's some things that you can do where, for example, if you train and then go sit in an ice bath, it's going to kind of impact or or minimize the amount of hypertrophy and and strength gains that you get from the training. So it kind of offsets this. These don't, it actually just offsets the late onset muscle soreness without impacting Mm. the the physical adaptations that you're, that you're trying for. So it's, it's almost kind of like a superpower for these, these, these guys are training so heavily as, as professional athletes. Yeah, really good stuff, Forrest. I mean, this has been a great interview. I'm really, really excited about this technology. And again, guys, if you missed it, I said it in the intro, but the website is Kinion, K-I-N-E-O-N dot I-O forward slash Dr. David Jockers. Use a coupon code Jockers at checkout. That'll save you $50 off this product. And, you know, 
really enjoyed our conversation, Forrest. I mean, you're just, you're very innovative, very fun to talk to. You know, we can nerd out on this stuff. Some of this may have been really heady for you guys, but I think, uh, I think if you listen to this multiple times, it's really powerful to understand how the light is impacting our body and how we can now use, harness this technology to reduce pain. And we know that pain is such a big burden. Chronic pain is such a big burden in our society. We know opioid addictions are incredibly, incredible burden on our society. The medical system really doesn't have good solutions for chronic pain. And now we have this light technology that, you know, no side effects and really, really powerful stuff that is getting results. So definitely guys take advantage of this, check this out. And for us, we'll have to have you back on to talk more about the gut product. I'm excited about that when that comes out. And then also the brain product down the road. I know you got a lot going on. You're working on a lot of things. Any, any last words, inspiration here for our audience with this? No, just really appreciate the opportunity to come in and talk with you about this. I, I love nerding out on it, obviously. And, and it's great to have that kind of back and forth. And, and really, you've, you've found much better kind of summaries and, and language for a lot of these things that I have. And I, I, I love that. I, I really love being able to, to kind of have these discussions. So looking forward to having another one on the, the gut and the brain in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again, Forrest, for your time. Again, the website, guys, is Kinion, K-I-N-E-O-N.io forward slash Dr. David Jockers. If you're interested, you look at the uh, Move Plus Pro, and this is something you're interested in, use the coupon code Jockers. That'll save you $50 off. Also, if you know anybody that's dealing with osteoarthritis, maybe they've just had a surgery or they're considering a surgery on a joint, they're dealing with chronic pain, definitely share this podcast with them. Share that website with them. It can really offer a lot of hope for people that are dealing with this that really, unfortunately, again, medical system just doesn't have the answers that they need. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Please share this show, leave us a review. Thank you for being a part of our community and guys, we'll see you on a future interview. Be blessed, everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on, or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.